it is time to get solar powered. This is the Solar Powered Podcast. I am Ryan Hall from Royal Hearts Coaching, royalheartscoaching.com, life and relationship coaching for kings. And before we begin things here today, I want to start with a little story. I want to start with a story that was shared with me and directly affected me maybe a month after losing my dad. I was on a coaching call with my former coach. This is before I started practicing, before I joined my coach training program. I mean, this was before I became a coach. And like I said, it was maybe two or three months at the most after losing my dad. And if you know me at all, you know that whenever I get confronted, whenever I get scared and anxious and worried, I turn into a little boy. I, I really lose all sense of emotional intelligence, so to speak. And I was definitely in that place at that time. And we do, well, at least with my former coach and really with all coaches, for the most part, I did all my calls with her on Zoom. This was before Zoom became the biggest thing on God's green earth. But we did all of our calls on Zoom. And something really, something really powerful happened because I was really acting like a little boy on this call. I was scared. I was, if I recall, Michelle was pushing up against some really fresh wounds. And I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then she got a look in her eyes. She signaled for a timeout with her hands, the little, the little T symbol. And she says something to me that I will never forget. And in the most, in, in the most powerful but loving way possible, she looks at me and says, Ryan, you know I love you, and I know you're hurting right now. But sometimes the best way to heal a broken bone is to re-break it. And I, I took a step back, stuffed the pieces of my blowed up real good brain back into my skull and I continued with the call and if I recall right I think I had a really big uh, I think I had a breakthrough in that call I honestly can't remember when you have so much transformation in your life it's it's easy to it's easy to forget 
quick. <laughs> it's easy to forget how much transformation you've actually had. Today I want to talk about healing. Now I'm recording this episode today on April 22nd, which is the day that we celebrate Earth Day. It's the day that we celebrate Earth Day. Now, in case you have been living under an Earth-sized rock, the world is at pause right now. Granted, we are dealing with a global pandemic, the likes of which nobody has ever seen before, as we've spoken about many, many times on this podcast, but we are dealing with a global pandemic that nobody has ever seen before, the likes of which nobody ever have ever seen before. Public gatherings are gone. You can't go to bars, you can't go to restaurants. No sports are really being seen, except for this one random Taiwanese baseball league. But no fans are in the stands for those, for those games. But we are in a pause. And the more that I think about it, the more that I think that this is really what the earth needed to do to heal. This is what the earth needed to heal, to get better, to get well. Pollution is, is down. For the first time since 2002, there wasn't a school shooting in America. Now, unfortunately, that was because there was no school in America. But this globe, this earth is healing. It's getting better. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who have become sick with this coronavirus are getting better. We're healing. I mean, in the past, in the past two or three weeks, I have been made aware of, well, one person that I know pretty well. Another person, I, well, I, I know him well. I've never met his wife, but he's definitely a friend. And they were both, they both tested positive. Both healthy people in their 40s tested positive. Both seem to be on their way to a full recovery. I've been hearing of people as old as, I think the oldest I heard was 104, getting released from the hospital after being on a ventilator for weeks. My sister has a friend of hers who is, who is currently on a ventilator 
because of coronavirus, but she's getting better. We, I mean, we cannot underestimate or really forget just how important it is to heal. And not necessarily just our physical bodies either. I mean, I can't help but be reminded every time I take my shirt off, whenever I, when I see that, that long scar on my belly when my gallbladder was removed. After it ruptured and landed me in the hospital for a week. Things happen. Traumas happen. Physical traumas happen. Emotional traumas happen. But part of the work that I do, not just as a coach, but as a client, part of the, really part of the scariest work that I do is healing emotional traumas. I was on a I was on a Zoom call with my therapist just yesterday and we spent the better part of the hour working on a working on a former relationship of mine two former relationships of mine actually that happened that well one of whom ended 15 years ago almost 15 years ago. The other was almost 13 years ago. But these are, but, but these were traumatic relationship endings that have been unhealed. I mean, you mean to tell me that getting kicked out of not just one, but two different homes in the past 12 months, that that's not traumatic and something that needing that, that would need to be healed? I mean, I should tell you some of the dreams that I've been having about that stuff lately. Oof. I mean, I would tell y'all, but this podcast would get flagged as explicit. My point is this. We, to live our best lives, we have an obligation to heal what has hurt us. Because if we don't heal those internal wounds, then we're going to bleed over people that didn't even cut us, that didn't even hurt us. Think about it again. If we don't heal what hurts us, if we don't heal those relationships, if we don't, 
if we don't heal those wounds, then we're going to bleed over somebody that didn't even cut us. I'm not sure what that was, but it's staying in. I'm not editing that out. We really have an obligation because so often I have found that that people who have traumas, people who have wounds, people who, 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 who have stuff that need to be healed, that we end up doing our best work after that stuff has been healed. And I cannot help but think of the late Greg Allman here. One of the pieces of research that I did for my new novel, Hello Again, Good Lord Willing, will be published sometime this year. But one of the, one of the pieces of research that I did was reading Greg Allman's autobiography. And that was a complicated man. I mean, if your hero, your big brother, crashes his motorcycle and dies at the peak of his professional stardom, but crashes his motorcycle and dies, and he was only 24 years old, Greg, I think, was 21 or 22. He was a kid. He was a kid. But he was, but his brother and he, for that matter, were at the zenith of their careers, of their professional careers. And it has, you know, much has been said, much has been made about some of Greg's demons, his addictions, his health problems, many of which were brought on by those addictions. There was a um, there was an anecdote that he shared in that book that just really, I think, really hit home for me. It was. Um, in 1995, when the Allman Brothers Band were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This was before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame became an absolute joke. But that's beside the point. This was 1995 when the, uh, when the Allman Brothers Band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City was where they used to have it. This was before they um, this was before they built the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame building in Cleveland, which I never understood why it ended up there. But 
when the band played that night, Greg had been on a like a two or a three day drinking bender. I mean, he was absolutely smashed when they hit the stage. And he had this whole speech planned out. Uh, that he was going to thank his mother, thank his, um, you know, thank Dwayne, thank, you know, he, he was going to had this whole speech planned out, but he couldn't get it out. One of the biggest moments in a musician's life, one of the biggest moments in a rock and roll star's life, and he completely made an ass of himself. And their performance was a hot mess, too. I think Greg forgot the words to a song that he wrote. But that was his uh, that was his rock bottom moment that allowed him to to start healing some of his uh, some of his addictions, some of his uh, some of his traumas. And I would argue that after that moment. He played some of the best music of his career. And I'm not just talking about with the Allman Brothers Band either. Some of his solo albums are during that uh, like late 90s, early 2000s period are absolutely magical. There's an album that I can't recommend enough called Low Country Blues, where Greg took a lot of old... Uh, like a lot of really old like Delta Blues songs reworked him and is incredible. I think he won a Grammy for it. But sometimes people will you know, sometimes people will they'll heal their uh, they'll heal their bodies. But they don't heal what really hurts. Their egos are still are still traumatized. Sometimes it can uh, sometimes it can swing the other way. You know, sometimes it can swing the other way. Sometimes that e sometimes you know somebody uh, you know somebody can heal from something and turn into just an unbearable jerk. I would say they're not really healed. But sometimes you just have to, sometimes you just got to rip off the band-aid and get to the, get to the good stuff. To really, you know, to really get to the bottom of what ails you. Sometimes you just got to rip the band-aid off and say, screw it. Let's dig in. It sucks. It hurts. Healing can be more painful than the actual wound because you're 
re-experiencing it. But consider this. You can relive something. But you can you can reshare something. You can really dig into something without reliving it. And I know I'm kind of getting on a tangent here and I don't apologize for it, but there is a um a really powerful episode of the West Wing that is all about this. The character Josh Lyman, who was seriously wounded in an assassination to, uh, attempt on the president, on Bartlett, um, had been experiencing some PTSD symptoms. And he sits with a um, he sits with a therapist for I think excuse you Pete I'm talking about a really heavy subject over here and this dog is just snoring his ass off excuse me now that my dog zombie episode is over I can keep talking about. What I wanted to talk about healing. You know, perhaps Pete was dealing with some unused, uh, some unhealed emotional trauma from his puppyhood. I can't tell. I probably shouldn't be over here talking shit about it. Anyway, um, that uh, talking about the Noel episode of The West Wing. There's a great exchange between Josh and the therapist who, I forget the name of the actor, but the character was named Stanley. And here's a really beautiful, beautiful exchange that I think really, really epitomizes what I'm trying to talk about here in this episode. Josh, why would the music have started it? Well, let, let, let me give a little a little um, context here. During this episode, they, um, the cellist, Yo-Yo Ma, comes to play a concert, the, uh, the holiday concert at the Bartlett White House. And it was a you know, big formal event. Everybody's in tuxedos and evening gowns and stuff like that. But it was, but it, but that was what, ended up causing Josh to have his PTSD episode after he was shot several months before this. So um, here's the exchange. Josh, why would the music have started it? Stanley, well, I know this is going to sound like I'm telling you that 2 plus 2 equals a bushel of potatoes, but at this moment, in your head, music is the same thing Josh, as sirens. So that's going to be my reaction every time I hear music? No, Stanley says. Josh, why not? Stanley, because we get better. 
Remember that. Because we get better. We're not always going to have this. We're not always going to have these issues. We're not always going to have these traumas, these painful memories in our life. Don't get me wrong. Healing from some of this stuff is going to suck. It's going to suck so bad. I'm not going to try to tell you that it's going to be, you know, roses and honeysuckles and uh, anything like that. But what I do want to tell you is that while the work is difficult, while the work is challenging, while the work is going to suck, the end result is so just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. It's magical. It will open your life, open your mind, and open your heart. Just crack your heart wide open. You know, most of the time, the people that I work with as a coach, most of the time, they also work with a therapist as well. My preference, I work with both. You can't really, uh, you know, you can't really move forward until you heal. You can't really create a life of your own design until you heal those internal wounds. Again, the work is difficult. But, oh, is it beautiful. It is so beautiful. I may do another episode on this. I may do another episode on this because healing, again, healing sucks. Healing hurts. But healing is going to give you your life back. I don't make many promises as a coach, uh, promises as a coach, but I do promise you that healing will give you your life back. And on that note, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Solar Powered Podcast. It's been a really powerful experience for me, and I hope it's uh, hope y'all take a lot of value of it uh, out of this experience as well. And um, one more thing. Traumas in your life, you don't have to relive them to heal them. You just have to share it. You just have to share yourself. Because as I spoke about in the shame episode, these kind of things, these kind of things only need, they, they need secrecy and silence to grow and fester but if you bring it to the light, they can't survive. And on that note, I think I'm going to wrap up. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the Solar Powered Podcast, the presentation of Royal Hearts Coaching. For more information, you can visit me on my soon-to-be-redesigned website at royalheartscoaching.com. Or you can also follow me on social media. Just go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me at Ryan Hall Writes on all three of those platforms. I can be read regularly on The Good Men Project. The Good Men Project is a pretty big uh, web magazine. And I am featured there every week. 
writing about personal development and men's issues. Or you can just shoot me in a good old-fashioned email. And that email is ryan at royalheartcoaching.com. But that is it for the Solar Powered Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until we meet again, this is Ryan Hall saying thank you so much for listening. So long for now. I love you all. And go get solar powered. I gotta say it, right after you wash your hands.